I just, I got it. I got to call Sophia. Bring, 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 bring. Hello. Sophia, I'm, I'm so glad you picked up. I had an awful time at my parents' house. I just, I need, I need somebody to help me out of this funk. Ian, you sound so distressed. Is there anything I could do sexually to help you? Well, I mean, we are on the phone and it's been, it's been a while since I've taken my dick out with my phone in my hand. You want to jerk off to each other while you're in your car parked? On the side of the road? Yeah, I think that's yeah. great. Okay, oh I'm kissing your neck. I'm imagining you as Eric Roberts. <laughs> okay, I'm Eric Roberts, and I'm kissing you down your neck, through your breasts, and into your butthole. I love it when you're through my breasts. I love how you can astral project your body into my butthole. So good. Hey, bitch, I'm Eric Roberts, all right? Well, oh, okay, you're getting a little aggressive. Uh, what's the safe word? <laughs> there is no safe word. Oh, I'm no. Eric Roberts. <laughs> the unsafe word is Eric Roberts. Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to the Indie Film Review. This is a podcast. Yes, this is a film where we review independent films. And let me tell you, everyone, I have a review for you right now. This is a film? We're pretty late to the game, I know, but we record these back-to-back, -back, like, you know, years in advance. So Years. Uh, if you haven't already checked it out, Bo Burnham's special Inside is, it's not a comedy special. It is a masterpiece of media that needs to be hung up in a museum because... Wow. In terms of content... It's silly and it's great in terms of, you know, what he normally does. But I thought his second special was the funniest one and the most theatrical. But this one, again, it is a just a feast of experimenting with camera work and editing. And it's beautiful. So that's all I have to say about it. Bo Burnham is incredibly talented and it's annoying. Yes. That's what I'll say. Yeah. He's like younger than us and he's changing the world yeah. more than us. He's a triple, quadruple threat. He can sing, he can act, he can direct, he can edit, he can do all those things. And he can fuck me. And he could fuck you as Eric Roberts <laughs> in an Eric Roberts mask. Oh, God, dude, I would buy an Eric Roberts mask. They, they have an untapped... You know, everybody would buy an Eric Roberts mask. They'd be like, oh, it's that guy. Like, <laughs> I've seen him in so many things. <laughs> He was in the Dark Knight, apparently. Uh, I call bullshit on that one. He was in The Expendables and Inherent Vice. Well, I mean, I believe Inherent Vice. He was in fucking, what was that one goddamn dinosaur movie that we watched where like they, like the Cowboys and Dinosaurs movie, he was the town drunk. <laughs> what? You don't remember that? Yeah, he's, uh, okay, in pre-production right now, one, two, three, four, five, six. 13 films he has in pre-production. Why are we talking about Eric Roberts? I'm glad you asked. Welcome to the Indie <laughs> Film Review, where we take independent films and we review them for you. Today, we had a submission from a director or a writer, I believe. Um, it was called IRL. It was submitted to us by Chase. So Chase Hinton sent this to us, yes. and he is the writer and he stars as the lead role in this. Uh, the director is Ricardo Perez Selsky. 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 I said it right. Ricardo Perez Selsky directed this, 
And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about it today. That is what we do. Here we go, uh, Jared. The opening bit with the car sex thing will make sense later during spoilers. Yes. That is a scene that happens in this movie. And we're going to talk about it at length because it is... Let's just say it was intense. It was a bold move. That's what I'll say. Yes. IRL is about a guy. He's an artist living in California. He can't get on his artist game because he kind of sucks. Um, anyway, so he, he lives with his roommate who's really good. And he's jealous of him because his roommate gets in curations all over the United States. And um, this guy, he works for a curator. And the curator's like, no, nah, you suck, basically. He's down on his luck in terms of his job and being, you know, a passionate artist, but he's also down on his luck in, in the sack and he, he can't necessarily, um, get a girlfriend and all he's doing is online dating. So he finally meets the woman of his dreams online and she is far away from him. We will discover, mm -hmm. um, and she refuses to FaceTime him and she will only talk to him <laughs> over the phone. So did you hear that long pause while Dan was trying to not spoil the film? Because you've already spoiled it in your mind, audience. Like, the thing you just thought now, that's what this film is. Yes. Okay, so are we all caught up? All right, let's talk about IRL. <laughs> Questions. How did you feel about the camera work in this? Specifically, the amount of close-ups and the subjects that are being filmed in this. Jared. Yes. I'm going to answer your question with an observation. Okay. When you have a subject, fair to say the subject is the entirety of your whole movie, and you never show that subject, mm. I would hope that you are showing me other things mm. that are interesting to look at. So I I don't mind the close-ups. I thought they were um I thought they were interesting. And I, I think the interest needs to be there for this film because I will say that while you are probably going to tear this film apart a little bit, and I'm going to agree with you, um, the payoff to this film, I think is worth it. So once we get into the, the last part of the film, I would say that the little things that you're talking about, like the close-ups and how things are filmed are very important to character development. Do I think there's too much of it? Yes. Ah, so my thing, I guess I want to get across is most of this movie is close-ups of Ian. A dude talking on the phone. Yes. And that got really boring really fast. I mean, you can't build a movie based off of a man having conversations with a woman. And the only thing you're seeing is a close-up of his like face. For 80% of, like, whenever the film actually branched out and we saw, like, a scene outside of that where there were two people talking, I was like, thank God that we're coming back to some sense of normalcy. You could maybe do this for a little bit, but it was, like, back to back to back of no, these it phone was, calls. it was the whole movie. Now, and I, I couldn't believe that that was the whole movie. I couldn't believe here it. Is, here's the question, then. My, it's a kind of a reverse thought on what you were just talking about. Does that not add to his isolation that he feels? Does that not add to the, the need to see this woman's face that he feels? Yes, I think that's a good point. But if you're having this conversation between these two, 
It's the show don't tell deal, right? You're you're being told these stories while you look at a man's face. I'd rather see them. So it's like, okay, we're going to have a conversation. And one character is going to talk about how his dad abused him. Okay, cut to that. Now we're going to see it happen. And we're going to see a young version of Ian being abused by Eric Roberts. Because that's who his dad is. Dude, okay. Movie. So we have to talk about Eric Roberts. <laughs> Eric Roberts is in this movie. We cut to him. He's in the kitchen. And we're like, yeah. Eric, he, he's, he's graying. And he, he lost some weight for this role. So I'm like, is that Eric Roberts? Like, I couldn't. I couldn't tell. I'm like, there's no way that's Eric Rock because it didn't look like him. But I'm like, it looks like him, but it doesn't look like him. So there was a good five minutes of time where I'm like, is Eric Roberts in this movie? And I started Googling it. And for some reason, my internet wasn't working, but it was working on the Vimeo screener I got. So I couldn't (laughs) fucking Google it. So I had to pull up my phone. I'm like, is Eric Roberts in IRL? And sure enough, he's like fourth build. I'm like, holy fuck, this is Eric Roberts. Drinking game for Eric Roberts, everyone is shit-faced right now. Yes. (laughs) Everyone's like, oh my god, please stop saying Eric Roberts. I jumped out of my seat when I saw him. I was like, (laughs) holy shit, this is so great. I I thought he did good in this movie. He was excellent in this movie. He was awesome. He does a little scene where he, like, slaps Ian. I thought maybe we could have done a real slap there, because that slap was like pathetic i really wanted to see a real yeah hard hitting like actual slap because okay so it's it's brought up that eric roberts abused him or the dad abused him as a kid and they have like uh, a heart to heart later where he's like what well, you you think i did this to you and then you know he's trying to sound threatening and then he does hit him so yeah that would have been interesting to see like whenever he first brings it up he's like you're kind of on the fence. It's like, was was this guy bullshitting in the first place? Like, did he really get abused? And then Eric Roberts is starting to like get in, like, yeah, you're a fucking dick, aren't you? Like, basically. <laughs> he's letting his family gaslight him into thinking he wasn't abused when his dad knows he did that. Mm-hmm. And then he's like basically lying to the rest of his family. That's a really weird dynamic. I'm sure it does happen where it's like, a dad like hates just like his one son that he thinks is a failure and is like bullying him and being really mean to him and like abusing him and then like lying to the rest of the family. I I feel like that'd be kind of hard. Honestly, if, if this was like a real situation, I can't believe he would actually go and see his family. I would never do that. I know that's terrible. They don't believe me that our dad is like abusing me. I'd be like, you guys are cut out of my life. I don't care what's going on with you. Like it's over, but that's, I guess me, I don't know. It's toxic relationship. I agree. It was an interesting concept, and I it kind of went into exploring how Ian could get into a long-distance relationship, because he's, he's like, looking for that connection because he doesn't have it with his family, you know what I mean? So I appreciated it. I almost wanted more of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we're not really going to get a focus on the long-distance relationship girl, uh, Sophia, because she is just kind of a disembodied voice. And, I mean, there's there's been movies... Okay. I haven't seen her. I think it's called. Mm. What's that movie with Joaquin Phoenix and he's Yes, it's it's her. Have you seen it and do you think they like how did they handle him just talking to a voice? Um I haven't seen it. And I but I do have an answer for you. It's Scarlett Johansson. Ah. <laughs> I would also assume that <laughs> there's a lot of like he's probably going around different places. There's a yeah, lot yeah, of Yeah, yeah, no. He I do know that he seeing. he moves everywhere and then he comes back to her basically. So I wish I could give advice based on that, but I can't. My question to you, um, 
it, it kind of along the same vein is we are given this forbidden fruit, right? Mm. That we don't ever get to see, but are we given it too early or is the film too long? Because it like, to me, I feel like it started to linger a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. How many times and how many ways can she say no to FaceTime to this dude? Because that's basically yeah. what the film becomes. It's kind of annoying. I mean, it would have been more interesting if, because whenever he started investigating her, that's when I was interested. Mm -hmm. Whenever they started talking about him being abused and that kind of issue, or like the beginning of the film when they were like, they did an amazing job of, okay, you know what? We're going to spoil it. If you'd like to see IRL, uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Check it out if you want to. Uh, we're going to spoil the film. Okay, that's your spoiler warning. Ba 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 ba. Okay. So. In the beginning of this film, there is a great scene where Ian is sitting at a diner, uh, restaurant with a woman, and he's talking to her oh, about this like, is the philosophy of dating and everything else. And the camera cuts to him and then cuts to her. And then when it cuts back to him, they replace the actress with another woman. And she picks up the scene right where they left off, and they do it like three or four times. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Very the good. The expectations they set for me for that. I was like, oh, I am so excited to see this movie. Mm -hmm. And the disappointment I felt when you realize, like I said, that after that, 80% of this movie is just close-ups of Ian. And I'm like, I, please, please let me go back to like that scene. Right. So now here's, here's where I'm, I'm going to interject this. You're right. They set it up with this awesome shot, like just smorgasbord of good editing, yes. basically. Yes. And we get just a long, mm, they say it in the film, so I'm going to say it. It becomes derivative. Mm -hmm. It does just it's because it's the same thing over and over and over again. But then again, that ending payoff, I think, was very good. But it just it took too long and too many passes at a similar because there's only one conflict. And that is we don't get to see this woman. So how many times can we, you know, use that conflict in the same exactly. movie? Exactly. You're making a film, right? You have you have different scenes and each scene you want to convey some form of information. Mm -hmm. And I feel like during a lot of these phone calls, it was just two people getting to know each other on based different topics. Like one, it was art. Then they had another phone conversation about feminism. And it's like, we're just getting a crash course on like this person's art, you know, like this one specific artist. And it gets boring. Like... We're not here to learn about that stuff. We're here to get invested in these characters. So what is the real scene about? What are we supposed to learn? Or is it about a guy bending over backwards for, for you know, a woman? Oh, yeah. You know, playing his cards right and trying to uh, appease her sentiments. Well, here's what I'll praise in this film is it does a really good job of simulating online dating and how terrible it is and mm. awful and all of the things you do, like uh, trying to learn about what, what somebody likes so you can be more engaged in the conversation, him like erasing different things in his profile and adding them, him checking his phone all the time and swiping and everything. That was really good. I really loved all that stuff. The thing I will say is it's kind of annoying about Ian is he complains so much about like how dating is so hard and he's really struggling with it when he's getting a date like every night. Mm -hmm. So you can actually fuck off Ian because <laughs> when I was doing this, uh, it, it was a lot harder than that. And also he he's... It's weird because he would like complain to people he was on dates with about how hard it is to get a date and the things he has to do to get a date. 
And that felt so, I'm like, why are, why would you ever bring that up to the person you're on a date with? Because he's obsessed with the date. He, he's, he's, yes. It led to interesting conversation. At it's, least. Yeah. It's become so part of his routine that it's something that he is, you know, able to talk about. Like, you know, yeah, it's like ritualistic. Some guys talk about poker, but then other guys talk about online dating ah, and how to play your cards right, so to speak. You ever see my poker face, Dan? It looks like this. We have to do it. All right. So there's, oh my God. He has just gone to his house and he's been abused by Eric Roberts again and he leaves. Uh huh. He's real sad. He's real sad, and he um Ian pulls over because he needs to talk to his muse. By the way, we're gonna bring this up later as well. He's been painting in secret paintings of this woman mm-hmm. because he gets pictures of her, but she won't Facetime with him. That's the whole issue. So he he's been painting this woman over and over and over again. Anyway, he is upset uh, visibly, and he calls her and. He's like, I know you don't want me to see you, but I want you to see me. So he FaceTimes her so he can, she can see his face. And then she says something. It's like, oh, your lips. And he's like, I wish I could kiss you right now. And she's mm-hmm. like, yes, kiss me. And then I'm like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. No. And it it goes, ladies and gentlemen. It, it snowballs directly into that. Just Yeah, it does. <laughs> A lot of snowball action going on here, buddy. Anyway, she, he's like, man, I, I, I want to, ki- I want to kiss you down to your chest and on your breasts and down between your legs. I'm like, no. So the whole time, feel how my dick grows inside of you. Oh my god! <laughs> the whole time, I'm screaming no and gouging my eyes out because all you get to see during this time is a close up of Eric's or not Eric's, uh, Ian's. Ian. Face. Eric Roberts's face. No, you get a fucking <laughs> close wish. up of Ian's face, and while it's a great face to have a close up of, he's having fucking phone sex. The character of Ian is fucking you, the viewer. Yes, he is staring directly head on at you. There is nowhere for else for you to look. I actually thought it was like because movies are meant to make you feel a certain way. Uh, this we definitely had a reaction to it. I kind of don't hate this that the film was like, I'm now going to fuck the viewer. <laughs> Jared, I don't hate it either. I was I was surprised. I was surprised and I was um appalled. But okay, so the film is fucking me. Uh-huh. But it didn't have the courtesy to finish inside of me because he opens up the goddamn door and comes onto the street of a busy highway. He's on the highway. <laughs> he just came on the highway. Dan, Jared. and this is why you have to adopt the highways because all these fucking highways <laughs> they, they're getting give pregnant. Birth to these, uh, they're getting these pregnant fucking... and giving birth to little highways because people are yeah. jizzing on them. Little U-turns <laughs> and intersections <laughs> and you gotta adopt them. These fucking maniacs oh. out there just slinging yogurt. Speaking of roads and weird words, I learned that cul-de-sac... The word cul-de-sac mm-hmm. is French for ass of the bag. Oh, <laughs> okay. So think about that next time you come on the street. <laughs> ass of the bag. Dude, if you come in the cul-de-sac, you're coming in the ass of the bag, Dan. Oh, she's 
Oh, God. We're good at podcasting. Would you I agree? Do. Agree or disagree? <laughs> came in the street. <laughs> I can't stop. So, obviously, this is an interesting <laughs> scene because we've been talking about it for 30 minutes. I am glad that it is in the film. Yes. And that it made me feel a certain way. Yes. It is a very provocateur type of thing that they had in this film. It was just nuts so but so no, it, like, it got me immediately invested in what was going on. I was like, I am paying attention. Holy shit. Don't get me wrong. I'm making fun of it. But no, it is like anytime that you have something that's that provocative in a movie, I love it. Because the like you said, the whole mission is to make you feel a certain way. And I think what really worked in that scene is we got her view, which was just a close up of his face yes. whispering yes. into the phone. And it's like, Oh my God, is that how I look whenever I do this? <laughs> <laughs> and what's even weirder is, uh, I mean, spoilers again, it's super obvious that she's catfishing this guy. So they're having an intimate relationship where he has never really seen this woman. And she is like basically taking advantage of him because it is super not cool to do that, to mm -hmm. say you're someone else. Like, I don't care what people say if they're like, oh, well, love should be on a deeper level, blah, blah, blah. The very first thing that you connect with on someone is how they look and their attractiveness. And you build from there. It's not the other way around. And I don't think that's a shallow. It's or, not. Uh, and I hate people that think that it is. Or mean thing to say. I think it's fucking bullshit otherwise. And like I said, you can build a foundation of all these cool things that you guys like. But if there's no physical attraction, there's nothing there. To date someone and to come together with them is, you're, it's going to be physical. You could have a platonic relationship with this person and become good friends, best friends even. There's that sexual thing that's going to happen eventually. That also has to connect. Am I sexual? Yeah. Yes, there are people who are like in relationships that aren't sexual. That's, there are exceptions to the rule, of course, for the most part. Dan, was there anything else you want to cover? Any scene or any any? Yeah, so any the end thing? scene. So he basically the the if you haven't watched the film, the reason why he can't do anything but FaceTime with her is she is taking care in big bunny ears here. She's taking care of her mother in Mexico um, who has cancer, and um, that's her story. She's sticking to it. So. At the very end, he gets a a spot and his his boss is like, you know, somebody just dropped out and your art's actually really good now because it's all of this muse that you have, basically. So he paints, mm -hmm. again, a bunch of pictures of this woman that um, he's gotten pictures of her. So he paints them all. And in the middle of it, before he even he even goes to that, he's like, I want to show you this painting. And then she's like, oh, it's of me. You're about to open up a gallery of a bunch of paintings of me and you didn't tell me about it. That's fucked yeah. up. And I'm kind of in agreement with her, but he goes to it anyway. She's like, just do it because it's good for you. And I'm proud of you regardless. So he, in the middle of this gallery, he's opened, he takes one of them off of the wall and then just gets a impromptu trip to Mexico city to visit this girl because she had sent him a birthday present. And that's how he got her address and he gets there. She's not there. And he waits outside with this gigantic picture of her on canvas that he's painted. Yeah. All this is great, by the way. Yeah. This is all good. And he sits there for like five, 10 minutes. And then he's like, what the fuck am I doing? Like he doesn't say any of this, but like you can see the gears going basically. Mm -hmm. And he, he's waiting for her to show up. She never shows up. And he eventually just puts the painting down and walks away. 
Well, here's the deal. Or does she show up? Yes. Because there is a woman who walks by. I think she has like purple hair. Mm -hmm. And he confirms it with. So he, he tries to get into the building and a uh, an older woman walks up and he's like, hey, is this the only way in and out of the building? She's like, yeah. We're like, that's a weird question. So he's like, all right. So he stands there. He's waiting for her. And at first I thought maybe that was the woman catfishing him, mm -hmm. but they start to, uh, to infer that another woman who comes in, she has got like uh, purple hair, I believe, and never show her face, but she walks up and he calls the lady and she's like, oh, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I just, um, I'm just getting home. And it shows her opening the same door that he mm -hmm. was knocking on before. And you're like, oh, that's the lady. So... She asks what he's doing, and he basically just says, oh, yeah, I'm just getting home, too, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And that's when he puts the the, uh, the painting down, and he walks away. Mm -hmm. Are we to infer that he is going to continue this relationship with her, knowing full well that she is not who she says she is? Well, I mean, that would be one inference, or another inference would be he ditches it like he ditches that painting. I just really like the fact that it is open-ended and we get to um, decide for ourselves. Yeah. Good ending. I like the ending. Yeah. So that that's, that's really what I was leading up towards. It's just like, it's, it was a, it was a pretty decent ending. And mm -hmm. the other thing, I don't know, like the conflict, I, I, I was bitching about the conflict before, but the conflict started to become unbelievable to me. Yeah. Like the more you do the same thing, the more you're like, why wouldn't she do this? Like, even if she is mm -hmm. catfish, like tell like the catfish, if multiple attempts at that, the catfish would swim away. Keep throwing my hook out there, man. Like you were saying earlier, I mean, closing thoughts that the conflict of the story is, is stretched too thinly. Mm -hmm. There really isn't too much to it. Um, and it's pretty obvious what's going on. It's just whether the movie is able to make us care about that or not. And I, I don't think they were able to do that through the camera work, even though I I liked the camera work in this. I just think what they chose to shoot and the close ups and the static nature of each scene and uh, combined with some of the dialogue where I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to get from this scene besides them just talking about a random topic. You know what I mean? Uh, it It really hindered my enjoyment of the film. Unfortunately, what do you think, Dan? Well, I mean, we are coming out of a time period where like, you know, if there was any dating that go was going on, it was online. And, you know, so many people are have been in their house for a fucking year. I don't know. I, I feel like movies are a way to escape. And this just kind of brought back in what online dating is and how gross and stupid it can be. Socially, it might not have been the most well-received movie, but I still think it, the story was, even though, like we said, the conflict is stretched thin, the, it, the story was managed to, to hold an interest. Mm -hmm. At least they were stretching it thin. They kept at it and they were consistent. So I have to mm -hmm. praise the film for its consistency because that's exactly what this film is. And how much can we get of a close up? You know, and how much is that going to make us feel uneasy or uncomfortable? And like that, that scene where it's phone sex, maybe the, the boredom that we were experiencing prior to that was also just as important as the uncomfort we felt whenever we were watching him splooge on the highway. <laughs> loads and loads, ropes and ropes, ropes and ropes. Yeah, 
Well, you can find us IRL <laughs> on Twitter at Indie Film Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod. You can email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail.com. Um, we will respond. We will talk. We will require you to establish a firm relationship with Eric Roberts before we start to think about having sex with you, though. Did you mention Patreon? Oh, no. So... Um, we have a Patreon that would be uh, www.patreon.com. Indie film review. Too many dots. Too many dots. Um, anyway, you you can find us on Patreon. You can find our show. Um, you can support us regularly, just a dollar. Um, there's multiple tiers. The third tier is for filmmakers who want their film on a priority list because the, unfortunately the, the turnaround for just regular film submissions, it's going to be about six months because we have so many of them and we yeah. release on a weekly basis. So you, we have to work with the, the time, but if you want to spend an extra money, you can get your film bumped up to a quicker yeah. list. And it, and it's totally fine if you don't want to. I mean, we're still taking all submissions for free. Yes. We just we put you in the list and then we will absolutely check your film out because that is what this show is about. And there is a very specific spot on our Patreon that was just added. Um, and it's only for Eric Roberts. So if he ever wants to donate a thousand dollars to the podcast, he is more than welcome to That's right. That's right. That's right. Jared, tell us about the Necropoticon. Hey, uh, speaking of Eric Roberts, the Necropodicon.com is a really cool place you can go to check out a lot of other great podcasts that never mention Smerix Moberts, and uh, you'll probably like them a lot better than ours. So uh, why don't you go there, uh, click the link to the Discord, come hang out with us, check out those podcasts, they're super cool. Uh, you know, that's it. Okay, Dan, you have the final word. Cut to nine months later, Ian is teary-eyed at the bedside of his loving highway wife who has been, who has been taken up from the the road and the, there's a big speed bump on the highway now and um there there's just a a tear a single tear running down Ian's eye and he's like you know baby at least you showed me your face and then the baby comes out <laughs> And it's, oh, it's, it's just, it's an abomination. Oh, <laughs> Kill me. Kill me. Every moment I live is agony. Oh, I'm going to call you cul-de-sac. Hey, Cameron. Hey, Cameron, get up. It's time for us to record another episode. What stupid movie do you want to do? Cameron? Get up. Are you okay? Oh, my God. Cameron is dead. Check out Bad Red Movies. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.